0: All right, well, welcome everyone again to another Rosedale Bible College Chapel follow-up podcast. Um, I'm here with three guests today, and if you haven't listened to the original chapel, you can listen to Phyllis Swartz's talk, and it should be on the podcast channel right here with this one. Uh, but I just want to introduce a little bit who we're with. So, Justenia is with us again as a student. She was here with us a couple of episodes ago with Vicky. Is that right? Yes. 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 Um, we just, I actually went on the Salt and Light tour with Jacenia. We just got back yesterday. Yes. Yesterday it was, afternoon. It was a good time. Where, do you want to just hit on where we kind of went and traveled to a little bit? Yeah. We drove a lot on Saturday mm-hmm.
1: and we went to Iowa and then we sang at two churches in Iowa. Then we went to Indiana and... We just had an amazing time, honestly. Like, I love singing and worshiping and doing that with people in our little community bubble. It was
0: just, I don't know, it was amazing and very impactful to just see many people that came out old and young Mm -hmm. and just to have people come up afterwards, talking to us, like, I don't know, like appreciating our gifts and still like encouraging us to keep doing um, things that matter and things that bless people. Mm Thanks. Yeah. It's an acoustic group, kind of instrumental group that we have traveling, if you aren't familiar with with them. So they were, it was, I was blessed to listen to them so many times. So it was fun. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, So we're here with Steve and Phyllis, actually. So Phyllis kind of shared this morning and Steve was here. So we decided we'd let him join us this morning as well. Uh, So I don't know if you guys just want to kind of give a little background if people aren't familiar with you and just kind of what you do a little bit and then we'll go from there. Right now I'm teaching... Um, at RBC,
1: teaching a couple of classes in education and human development. Um, I've done this for quite a while, I don't know, maybe a decade and a half or so. Um, I taught for 30 years in the public sector and retired about six um, years ago. And uh, now I write and um, teach at RBC, lead some tours at the Columbus Museum of Art. Very cool and steve
2: okay well i just recently retired about 10 days ago yeah congratulations uh, big step for me um i was a conference pastor with with cmc uh for about 17 years and then prior to that was a pastor local pastor here in in the london area uh uh, for about 18 years and um right now i've uh I'm keeping busy uh, expanding my counseling business. I have a professional counseling business. I see individuals, marriages, and families, mm-hmm. and uh, really enjoying that. And I'm feeling the weight of the conference slipping <laughs> off my shoulders. I'm that's sure good. <laughs> you guys just went to
0: Colorado. Is that what we we did? I heard we for a yeah. celebration? Yeah. trip. Very good. Yes. <laughs> yes. Very good. Well, I know. I was. I mean, I'm glad you guys are stepping down. It was kind of sad for me because I know I was always encouraged just a lot by. Uh, your clear drive and passion for young adults and so I thank you from I'm sure many of us who have been blessed by you guys so that's who
1: we're going to miss in conference yes it is young people of conference very dear to us
0: they'll miss you too I'm sure so yeah so anyways I feel honored to kind of sit here with you guys today (laughs) yeah and I'm grateful you guys are able to be back Uh, but yeah we're going to kind of dive in a little bit just kind of building off of your talk. Uh, so Phyllis, if you just want to give us kind of a quick recap in case they people haven't listened to the original, which they should if you haven't, because it was really good, but just kind of hit some main points you talked about there.
1: So forgiveness has always been really hard for me. I'm a person who likes justice and I like to set things right. And when things aren't right and I can tell who's making them not right, it's hard for me to forgive a person like that. So I've done a lot of thinking about what is forgiveness and what isn't forgiveness, and um, why should I forgive, and then how in the world do I do it.
0: Mm-hmm. So this is, I think I overheard that this was a talk you prepared a year ago. It is. Right before COVID hit, right? right. <laughs> so I, what kind of made you, was it just the personal um, struggle with forgiveness, or what kind of made you decide to kind of do a presentation or talk on on forgiveness. Well, actually, I was assigned the topic, oh, which is you? interesting. Yeah.
1: I think last year Matt Showalter, who makes the topics for chapel talks, okay, uh, his vision was to lead students through the the Apostles' Creed, mm. all the statements in the Apostles' Creed. Okay, and one of them is, "I believe in the forgiveness of sins."
0: Gotcha. So
1: when I was assigned the topic, I thought, "Well, this is the perfect topic for me mm. because." It's something I've had a hard time doing.
0: Yeah. Well, that's cool how that worked out then. Yeah. Yeah. So what, um, let's see, there's a lot of avenues we could go here. I think I would kind of just, you talked a lot about, okay, so forgiveness, and then there's justice, and kind of just, in my head, sometimes it feels like they, like, conflict a little bit almost. Or like, So I don't know if you want to just kind of elaborate, like, what does it look like to forgive someone, but also, like, seek justice in when someone does wrong for something like that. Maybe a loaded question. I think a really big difference uh, in a practical sense
1: is how can you become unchained from a person who has hurt you? And so um, if you're only looking at mercy, you can't come unchained. If you're only looking at justice, you can't come unchained. But what Jesus talks about is justice and then he goes on to mercy also and i think the cross stitch of those two is very helpful
0: mm-hmm. yeah no that makes that makes a lot of sense so what how how would it line up then with like holding people accountable is that would that fall into like an adjust a justice category would that kind of be a practical way to do that or i guess it depends on the setting maybe but Well, one
1: setting that taught me a lot about this is um, I taught at a state penitentiary Mm. for a number of years. And so in my classes were students who had committed murder and rape and theft and Mm -hmm. lots of other crimes. So they're sitting in front of me and I know what they've done. And I know that they need the justice of a prison system. Mm -hmm. But I can't teach without love. And so, how do I look at these people? Mm-hmm. And for me, I needed to recognize what they had done and I need to acknowledge that it was wrong. And I needed to acknowledge also the feelings that their crimes brought into me. Mm-hmm. And, but I couldn't stop there. I had to find a way to teach them
0: mm-hmm.
1: with love. Yeah. And that was kind of a training ground
0: for I'm me. I'm sure. Yeah. I always hear that like a lot of times forgiveness is more for us than for the other person. Is there ever a time when it's like, can you like force forgiveness on someone too fast or like, uh, let's see, how do I phrase that differently? So like if you're someone who's been hurt deeply, can you like say, well, you just need to forgive? Does that ever come too fast? Or maybe, you know, in your counseling experience more too, like, Do you ever like? I know you talked about mourning. Mm -hmm. So when do you kind of try and encourage someone to really pursue forgiveness? I guess.
2: Well, i I think it is uh, they need to be ready to do it themselves. Um, But a lot of people just simply do not understand forgiveness. They don't understand how to forgive. That's a huge issue with people. Uh And so, I think there is some. Um, value in teaching people about what forgiveness is, what it isn't. Remember, Phyllis went through a number mm-hmm. of of those things, right? Uh, and and that that helps clarify it for people. And then they know better; they can prepare themselves then to, you know, what member Phyllis talked about. There's a decision to to forgive someone, and then there's a process, right? There, both of them are two different <laughs> things, really. Uh, but making that decision to forgive is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And it really does start the whole process for them. And so I think there is an education in, in what forgiveness is and isn't. And then they're in a better position to decide, do I want to move ahead now and forgive?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And when, when people decide to forgive and they're still feeling hurt, this doesn't negate their emotions or their right. feelings. I think feelings and emotions aren't wrong. They're a symptom of how much we've been hurt. And so when we try not, when we try to stop those or stuff them down or not acknowledge them, we're going to bring more hurt on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trusting God with the emotions and centering on what do I need to do, that's where we can find
0: freedom. Mm -hmm. I think of the line like "forgive and forget" or something. It's just like a common phrase that I think is so damaging it in is. these situations. It is because it's like, well, yeah, at that point exactly. It's like you're gonna be hurt for a while, likely. Like it, but that doesn't neglect the forgiveness there. Yeah, right. No, that's right.
2: It often takes several years, even, okay. to sort out the feeling part of it mm-hmm. uh, over the next several after you've made the decision to forgive. Right. And and just to be okay with that Mm -hmm. that i'm gonna i'm on a process of forgiveness
1: right and to not feel guilty about emotions and feelings
2: yeah
0: yeah that's really good what's like so the term cheap grace came to mind too sometimes and i think sometimes we can be so quick to like offer mercy and grace that it's like it can be damaging almost Mm -hmm. um and to like i don't know forgive forgive too fast is not right if we understand the definition of forgiveness right but like, I guess I'm thinking of like the accountability aspect that should come into, especially believers, like fellow believers. So I don't know, like, yeah, if you have comments on, that was maybe not a question, more of a, do you have comments on that concept of as believers, what does it look like to offer grace, but not just like toss it out like free candy and kind of like, mm-hmm. it's a conscious choice, I guess. I don't know. If- so when when someone has harmed
1: someone, The person who's harmed is hurt, but also the person who harmed Mm -hmm. is hurt. And so anybody who's hurt needs something. Mm -hmm. And so the offender needs something. And the offender needs, like, if it's a broken leg, you put a cast around it. And an offender needs, like, a cast of some sort. And I think that's where accountability comes in. Mm -hmm. This part of you isn't functioning well, and so this part of you needs some extra help. Mm -hmm. And so putting those helps into place, I think, is part of accountability. And it's an act of love.
0: Right. Yeah. And sometimes I was told recently that love, there's a difference between being kind and loving sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so like, I know love is patient, love is kind, but I think sometimes it's like loving is being honest or being yes. blunt—it's not always just speaking what a person wants to hear. Yes, Is right,
1: that... right. And I think that's also a definition of kindness. Yeah. I mean, when I take a splinter out of a child's skin, that's an act They're of kindness. They're not happy with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's But it's kinder to do that than not to do that. Yeah.
0: No, that makes sense. Because the person, especially the offender, may not realize what they, what love looks like to them, or what they yeah. want. And love may not always be what they need, so to say. Right. Can be pride difficult to navigate. <laughs> right. Yeah.
2: I think parenting is also mm. a part of all of this, too. Uh, the, the parent is forgiving the child for the harm that they've caused. But uh, God is quite clear that in Hebrews it talks about God disciplining us mm-hmm. for our good and it brings peace to situations when discipline is applied. And so I think that uh, certainly applies to the church mm-hmm. when um, there's been a harm done, uh, and our, our court system is set up for that as well mm-hmm. to carry out that discipline, because right. that's an important part of it.
0: Yeah. yeah, definitely. So talking about court system, I guess, is there a difference between, like, so God serves justice and then, like, humans serve just like how do how do we kind of fit into that plan maybe hitting another side trail here but kind of so God is just when do we ever take kind of that responsibility upon ourselves to serve that justice or how does how do those kind of play hand in hand
1: well if we're if we're <laughs> showing all of God's image mm-hmm. we show the merciful part of God's image we also show the just mm. part of God's image. Okay. And so, I don't think justice and mercy are oppositional. I think justice is on the way to mercy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense.
1: I there there's a song that I when I was teaching I always thought of, especially in the fall of the year when I was going back to school, and it's the song about uh, God being holy, and it talks about Him being merciful and mighty and i think i was kind of brought up to think that i was most like god when i was merciful yeah but i'm also like god when i am mighty and i think both of those reflect his image and both of those need to come into play when harm is done
0: right yeah that makes a lot of sense just the culture we were raised in can hinder our view of some of these concepts and stuff
1: right yeah But might doesn't have to be destructive.
0: Right. Okay.
1: And so I think the might that reflects God, especially in the new kingdom of peace in the New Testament, that might is always working toward peace. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's working toward construction, not toward destruction.
0: Like what's the motive behind what you're pursuing? Yeah.
1: And what's the method? Okay. Yeah. Even the method. So we don't use, as New Testament Christians, we don't use the sword to bring might. We Mm -hmm. use other things. Right.
0: That makes a lot of sense. Hmm. Thanks. That's that's helpful. Um, We're going to wrap up here shortly. Um, I think one thing we've kind of been asking a lot of our kind of guests here is just kind of, so we're a college with a lot of young adults. So what... I think you hit on like some steps you go through in forgiveness, but is there just like overall general advice you'd give to just young adults, like realizing that there's going to be a life full of forgiveness and justice and kind of coming their way? What, I don't know, what advice would you give them? We'll leave it there. (laughs) So when I was looking out at all of them sitting there
1: and I know many of them and I really care about them and, um, you know, I had this impulse. I just wish I could shield them from everything mm-hmm. bad that is going to happen to them, mm-hmm. and it's not going to happen. This is this world is a messed up place, and I've helped to mess it up too. We all have, mm-hmm. and so we're going to run into problems. We're going to run into wounds and hurts, and but I think there's hope in realizing that when we are hurt, we are valued, mm-hmm. that our feelings matter, mm-hmm. that we don't try to ignore them, that they are actually you know, cries to God and that God hears them mm-hmm. and that we should hear each other's cries and that there can be healing after wounding. Mm-hmm. The wounding will happen, but the healing can also happen.
0: Yeah, Very good. Anything to add,
2: Steve? In my counseling practice, I have Christians that I see and I have people who are not believers. And um, I, I found that both of them have struggled with forgiveness, um, but I think it's important that both of them hear principles of forgiveness. Um, here at a Christian college, I'm so grateful that, you know, Chapel talks like this are given where forgiveness is really upheld as a as a great value. And um, and so I'm it's there's a there's a huge impact that on, on young people that a concept like forgiveness can have in their life. Where they're they're setting all kinds of directions in their life right now. Uh, and, and putting them in place, if they can put this in place mm-hmm. in their life, an understanding of forgiveness and a, a willingness to forgive and working through the processes of forgiveness yeah. as they naturally come up in their life, mm-hmm. and they do for all of us, they're going to take a tremendous amount of stress out of their lives right. if they learn this And versus you know, the opposite of bitterness and getting angry a lot and not trying to control that anger mm-hmm. at all. Uh, so I, I, I just think there's this um, they can put this into practice early because I found that the earlier times of forgiving were the most, intense the most mm-hmm. difficult mm-hmm. the more i forgive the easier it is to forgive mm-hmm. and i've that's i've experienced mm-hmm. that throughout life mm-hmm. it's not that hard for me i just automatically I've, I've got to forgive yeah. this person i've been deeply hurt by them i'm not going to stay in this pain in this bitterness I'm, I, I refuse to do that it just dominates my life and i will not allow that to happen mm-hmm. And so I'm going to work through forgiveness again. Once again, mm-hmm. Steve, at 66 years old, it's yeah. time to yeah. forgive.
0: <laughs> and it's, I mean, I hear you saying it's not something that just like, happened overnight. It's not like, oh, this morning I'm going to be great and forgiving. Like, it's mm-hmm. its one of those disciplines, those building blocks of just laying that foundation in our spiritual journey. Learn
2: it when you're 18 years old, right. 20 years old. Because you'll yes. still be doing it at 66. Yes. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: no, that's good. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for taking the extra time just to kind of continue talking yeah. about this and just for the encouragement and challenge. I know I've talked to one student afterwards, and I think her comment was, I think I just need to go sit and process this all for a little bit. <laughs> and so I thank you for just coming and challenging us. And I hope everyone tuning in is also encouraged and challenged as well. So, Thank you so much.